Hi, and welcome to Real Trail Talk. I'm Donovan D'Souza from The Long Ways Better. And I'm Mark Pybus from The Life of Pi. So welcome to episode 9. Welcome to 2018 as well. This is coming to you from, from the past. I hope you had an enjoyable holiday season. Um, got lots of hiking gifts, maybe some socks, as we suggested, under the Christmas tree. So this podcast, we're going to be mainly talking about summer hiking, our years in review, so what we did in 2017, and also what's coming up in 2018 in terms of the podcast and both what Donovan and I are going to be doing personally. So we'll start with summer hiking. Don, a very popular time of year to get outdoors, but not necessarily the best time to get out in the bush. Yes, I think... I mean, it depends on where people are listening from. I guess if you're listening from some of the other states, it might be perfect. But in Western Australia, my advice would be, if you have the money, go to Tasmania <laughs> instead. Because this is the really hot, dry, and uh, fire-prone time of the year here in Western Australia. On that point as well, I mean, it's it's obviously very hot. Um, comes the end of spring, early summer, that's when the ticks start coming out. And if you've ever been hiking and had a few ticks attach themselves to you, it is not pleasant. There's a few things to be wary of when you're hiking in summer, but I mean, it's you can still get out there and enjoy yourself. You just have to pick the right moment and you know, pick the right weather as well. And be smarter about it, definitely. Yeah, definitely don't go hiking in 35 degree weather in the middle of the day with a litre of water. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned Tasmania as a place to go. If you don't have that kind of budget every year, <laughs> the south of the state is still a very nice part to go. Yeah, definitely. I think especially near... You know, near Albany, Denmark, even further east, like the Fitzgerald and Esperance areas, the beaches are still really nice. The the coastal heath isn't all dead and crappy looking like it might be further north. And the only thing I would say is just be really careful of the sun, as we pointed out in episode eight. Alyssa and I have been the silly ones who have gone out in short sleeves and no hats in summer, or in warm weather and have faced the uv and it's it's brutal absolutely brutal especially on the south coast yeah it's something i don't normally plan for when i'm hiking because i'm usually hiking in the middle of winter and you don't need sun protection so yeah, definitely when you get out in the sun especially where we are with the ozone layer not exactly protecting us um, as well as other countries yeah definitely sunscreen cover up hat sunglasses are a must mm. Yeah, I mean, the, the mean temperature in Albany in January is only about 21 degrees. Yeah. So that's you know, a warm winter's day. You've just got to plan your journey correctly and yeah, try not to visit on the 30 degree plus days. The thing is, though, I, I will say is that while 24 doesn't seem that bad, 24 with extreme UV feels like you're on fire when mm. walking. And, and Alyssa and I did the Bald Head Trail for the first time in February 2016 and it really by the end of it there was one point where Alyssa just started crying <laughs> because of how hot it was and I just yelled out ah! <laughs> because it was it was just, <laughs> you know we said it was a blood sweat and tears trail <laughs> yeah and that's the thing about Albany is a lot of them are in that open area so Sterling exactly. Range Prongerops um, yeah unless you're in the Cary Forest um, kind of Denmark area Walpole yeah, that UV rays combined with the openness is just, it's brutal. Yeah. On your point about the Cary Forest, the Cary Forest is generally a good place to walk. It's quite well shaded due to the density of the, the crowns of the trees. You can get away with walking in summer, but of course there is still that risk of bushfires, which you have to be careful about. 
you know, there are certain parts of the Cary Forest that remain quite wet and lush throughout most of summer. And you, you walk in the Valley of the Giants area one summer and it was like winter. Yeah, so last Christmas, um, well, not 2017, 2016, yeah, I went for a family holiday in Walpole. And then we were blessed with fantastic weather. Um, and by that, I mean it was raining and miserable. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, so it just felt like winter again. Again, it's just preparation. So check the DFES website for any bushfire warnings, cover up, go early or late in the day if you can. Um, just kind of avoids the, the maximum UV periods of the day and also the temperatures and yeah just kind of know know what you can handle because obviously if you think you're a good hiker in winter hiking in the heat takes it out of you quite a bit more um, mm. so you do need to prepare extra water extra food especially i think if you're going any further north than Yanchep, we've had people in western australia die who have mm. gone hiking in places like Calabari or Cape Range National Park and just not thought about the realities of how hot it can get up there. Because, mm, yeah, you talk about it being warm in Perth. You go further north <laughs> and it is like Satan's personal sauna <laughs> up there. Yeah, you literally will cook yourself. And people have, have died from being cooked, basically, by how hot the heat gets up there. Mm, and there's no rescue helicopter coming around the corner because it's very remote up there. And, yeah, as you said, a lot of people have got themselves in trouble because mm. of that. So, obviously, with the day hikes, you want to avoid the middle of the day. But overnight hikes, they're doable. But I wouldn't do multi-day hikes just because most of the areas you're not going to get fantastic phone reception so you can't check where you are and being remote if a bushfire does sneak up on you is a high likelihood that you will be caught any other tips that you would think of yeah i I basically write off the, the latest in the season i've walked would it be christmas where i've done a multi day i did a three-day hike on the Bibbulmun around Christmas 2015 and the earliest I would start is generally Easter so if you think about it as the birth and death Mm. (laughs) sort of aspect that's the period in between is where you don't hike in in Western Australia (laughs) very apt uh, way of thinking about it I never thought of that (laughs) yeah definitely I've done a couple of overnighters early on so like February but again it was starting at kind of sunset so you arrive at camp as the sun's going down or it's already gone down and then you hike out very early the next morning so you're kind of avoiding the heat um, and having to carry too much because 18 kilos or so on your back kind of it drains you even more so you're going to need more water more weight it's kind of a yeah slippery slope there Mm, definitely so if, yeah, if you do want to get out on the trails during summer, may I suggest snorkeling? We've got a few good snorkeling trails close to the metro area in Perth, and obviously Rottnest is a great, great place to escape to, as we talked in the last episode. So yeah, swap the hiking boots for snorkeling fins like I did, and you can still be active, be out in the sun, but then also be a little bit safer. And you headed out to do one quite recently. Which one did you do, Mark? I did the newly created Coogee Maritime Trail, which is just near the new development in Port Coogee. Um, it was actually meant to be opened earlier this year, and they had a big launch event, but they hadn't finished. There's a set of stairs that go over the rocks, and basically you walk into the ocean um, from this set of stairs. It's quite cool. And they've just added around the Omeo Wreck, which was already there since the early 1900s, and they've put some artificial reefs in and some art sculptures, and it's really coming along now with it's got a couple of summers' worth of sun. Um, so the marine life's growing, the fish have been attracted. So a, a stingray there, which I wasn't in the water when I saw it, but yeah, there's quite a lot to see there. It's really enjoyable and very family-friendly as well because there's 
the shallows there are quite gentle um, so you don't really have to snorkel you can just play around in the water while the rest of your family does what they want sounds good i might uh, go do that next time i visit my parents they live not far from there so speaking of our own adventures 2017 it was a busy year for both of us yeah definitely i'll let you discuss your 2017 first because you had a, a couple of big milestones that you got through yeah i guess the year started really epically because we had just gone over east and we just finished the overland track in december over christmas time and then the first hike of 2017 was the main range track in kosciuszko so that was really a lot of fun and the landscape was really amazing you know quite a different alpine region compared to tasmania it was quite different and it was interesting seeing how unimpressive kosciuszko is the actual surrounding area really blew us away. It really is a beautiful part of Australia. But Kosciuszko was nothing to write home about, really. You know, people were like, oh, congratulations, you've mm. done that. Nah, Tilburn Up would be harder to do by far, or tell you Up to, you know, to, to use a much shorter mountain. Because there's a car park right sort of near the summit, isn't there? It used to be right near, but they've closed it off because it, the cars were causing erosion. Mm. But there is a chairlift that's only like a four... I think it's I think it's only like four k's away. Oh wow! So it's it's not hard to get to, and the mountain is not impressive. You know, it's you can see why mountaineers kind of write it off. And mm. there's there's this thing that people do apparently, which is Mount Townsend, which is the second tallest. They bring some rocks up with them mm. and they leave it at the top. And the idea is that eventually Mount Townsend will become taller than Kosciuszko. Yeah, and that would probably be good because I think. It looked, it, we didn't climb it, but it looked more interesting. Yeah, and they'll probably build a road up there. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Um, so that was that was the first thing. And then after that, the big, I guess the big project of 2017, when we came back, was finishing the Billman. You know, we did quite a number of multi-day hikes, a lot of weekends. We did a seven-day where we did Northcliffe to Walpole. Your favorite section. My, <laughs> yes, my favorite section. <laughs> And it was a fantastic time doing it. I probably got a bit sick of the bib by the end of it. And I think my uh, feelings have probably mellowed out a bit. I was a bit angry with certain boring sections of Jarrah Forest towards the end. Mm -hmm. And the other thing we did was the Cape to Cape and Karajini. So it was a very epic Western Australian focused year. It's probably my biggest year of adventure ever. Probably if you added up all the overnight hiking I've ever done in my life, it probably mm. was more this year than ever before. And 2016 was also busy, so it was quite epic. Yeah, you certainly got through a lot. That was, what, two posts a week for months on end? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I was pretty exhausted by the end of it. Yeah. Because, you know, that's a lot of commitment. But, yeah, it was basically from, I think, the middle of the year onwards. It was just on the go all the time. And you skipped out your overland track. You mentioned that. That was, well, the overland was in 2016. Oh, okay. But I guess the thing is, uh, I always feel that the school holidays is sort of the mm. the start of the next year because, you know, listen, I always tend to go away over Christmas. So it always seems to me like a, like a full stop to work and doing something different. So yeah, we did the overland as well. And I guess if you were to say from, you know, maybe mid-December to mid-December this year that would have been probably the most epic 12 months of adventure that we've had so how many trails or days on the trail that you would have written about would you say that you've done in I think that it period was, it was 50 something 
and that doesn't include you know there were some hikes that we did where we redid some hikes that i didn't write up mm. or ones that i started and then like a, a few weekends ago Alyssa and i attempted mount martin reserve but it was just too hot to keep going so mm. we stopped so there's things like that where you know you kind of go this is an aborted trip i won't bother writing about it yeah certainly had that one on the cards a couple of times and circumstances of meant that it had to be scratched and you've had a bit of an overseas jaunt this year yeah first one in actually quite a while at least seven years since i went overseas was that costa rica or some no that was a actually a lie i went to bali once but it doesn't count it's an bali. extension of rockingham basically <laughs> Um, so it'd been about four years since I've been overseas. Yeah, so middle of June, girlfriend had never been overseas. So it was her 30th. She'd always wanted to go to Paris for her 30th. So we went to Europe um, with her friend and her fiance. And yeah, it's four weeks. Got some hiking in, which I was happy with. Um, did a gorge walk just out of Geneva, which is actually in France. And that was an interesting one because you basically started at a rich person's country club at the end of someone's cul-de-sac there's all these mercedes around and then you just pitch off into the the forest and it was about as steep as bluff knoll i would say probably steeper in sections where you're scrambling on muddy rocks and this was the middle of summer as well so it was quite challenging but then you get to the top and it's just amazing views around lake le mans um, back to geneva they've got a big water spurt right near the capital so you could see that and just see how tiny it was compared to where you were but then you get up there because you can drive around. There's people just there. So you've got people with their dogs, people smoking, like just tourists wandering around. So that was a bit of a, a fun one. And then when we were on Santorini, I thought, I've heard of this one trail that's basically town to town. So you walk from Fira, which is the main city in the middle, and then you walk around the crater of the volcano to Ia, which is a very popular tourist spot where you watch the sunset from. So did that in about... 30 odd degree heat yeah walking town to town you're not really expecting to be out in the wild but there were some sections that were quite enjoyable where you just couldn't see anything um, away from nature and it was really you could feel the like the volcanic nature of the island and how it would have been formed and yeah it was quite interesting and yeah you'd arrive in a massive tourist and it was around sunset so it was really busy but unfortunately you won't be able to see any photos from those hikes because i still haven't gotten around to see if i can get them off my corrupted hard drive yet yeah i think that was one of the great tragedies of 2017 it was a week before i went off to europe i did five days on the billman and those photos were on there and I was absolutely devastated because there were some really good moments when I went. I thought, mm, can't wait to edit those photos. And then they were gone. But then I, I don't know why I forgot, but I'd backed them up before we went to Europe. So like a month or two after I'd realized what had happened, I was just kind of, eh, maybe I'll go check my computer and see if it's there. And I checked a couple of folders, nothing. And then one last folder, I'm just like, yes. <laughs> I was bouncing around the house. So yeah, that Billman trip was obviously another highlight of, 2017 kind of spurred me on a little bit to finish my sectional end to end yeah and that was donnelly river to pemberton that's right yeah one of the as you experience one of the best sections yeah. carry forests and lots of water and a couple of difficult days in there i remember when you sent me the photo on facebook of what i think is just after tom road was a yeah. section there and you're like do you recognize this place <laughs> and I, I thought hmm it looks a lot like somewhere after Tom Rod, but I thought he lost all those photos. Yeah. And then he said, it's Tom Rod. Yeah. 
being cryptic and then i was like no no i found them <laughs> yeah no that was really great that you found those so apart from that 2017 was just filling in some blanks from my to-do list um going hiking so a lot of the shara kalamunda walks some good some bad um one actually did in feb it was just, we just had this really weird because it was a wet february we had like a yeah. hundred and something millimeters and it was just gonna be a wet weekend and it was like 19 degrees and raining so i did the monday brook um walk trail which was actually a lot better than i expected probably due to the conditions but also the jarra forest was spectacular regrowth which i know you're not always a fan of but <laughs> there was one section where it was just a narrow four by four track and it looked like the walls are closing in on you because it was that thick the regrowth so yeah there's just a few highlights um the oxfam trail walker was a bit of a disappointment because mm. i'd obviously been in the best hiking condition of my life doing it so much and lots of preparation and then the night before we got a text message saying it's been cancelled due to the high wind so that was a deflated deflated feeling because you'd put in all this effort and now it's just gone like what do you do mm. had all this food all this prep like it was going to be fun i mean we still end up doing the 50k event but it just wasn't the same because that part of it you're meant to go through at night and the first 30ks you're walking through the suburbs and it is horribly uninteresting but i mean we still had fun and you know, went to charity so yeah good yep. times and we both attempted the Stirling Ridge, which didn't work out, but no, it, it was didn't. fun. <laughs> it was. And, you know, there's always plenty of time next year. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was an experience and one that we'll, we don't necessarily learn from it apart from we know the track now. It was a call we made that we couldn't really change. So, yeah, we didn't really do much wrong there other than maybe we could have left it till the end of the week. But, again... Yeah. I spoke to some other people who are quite experienced hikers and they said... 100% agree with your decision you know if in mm. those conditions you gotta you gotta do it just gotta pull out except for those three guys on Facebook who were like remember this remember what we did and we almost died and wasn't that fun and it was just like you idiots uh, I, I love hiking but I don't want to die either yeah um, but as you mentioned like there's no point pressing on especially if we're going to write it up as a blog post just to have like blanket grey <laughs> photos yeah like you know from here there would have been spectacular views but it was all in a whiteout yeah. condition so yeah. you know what's the point point? and we saw Bigfoot but it was off in the distance and I didn't take a photo so it doesn't exist yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, the, I did get um, yeah some clear shots of Bluff Knoll from that so I have updated the Bluff Knoll page on my website so if you're reading my account of the first time and then looking at the photos you'll be a bit confused but there's some nicer photos there now yeah so it brings us on to 2018 and we have some sad news for the podcast listeners i guess it's sad news well, it's, we're still gonna continue but it's gonna be a challenge <laughs> yeah it'll be a big challenge so for the i think basically almost the first half of the year up until the first of may i will not be in perth I have gone away on holiday by the time this podcast has aired, and I've gone to India and Vietnam. But when I come back, I'm moving temporarily to Queensland for three months, working on the Gold Coast. You're going to be a stripper? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no comment. <laughs> but I am going to be working on the Gold Coast, which will be a bit of an adventure. And I'm hoping to get in some hikes in the area, especially in Lamington and Springbrook National Parks. But it's going to be in the bloody hot time of the year, so I don't know how much I'll get done. But I'm hoping to at least get, a, you know, at least five, between five to ten done while I'm there. 
And then after that, hopefully, we are, fingers crossed, going to go for two weeks to Tassie. I say fingers crossed because we had very big plans for this year where we were going to go to Esperance and go to Fitzgerald River again and do that at the start of the year. But obviously, those plans are not going to happen. So you never know. But um, my hope is to get some hiking done in Queensland, which is actually kind of good because this is sort of the dead time of the year for hiking. So Mm. hopefully, I mean, it will be horrible and hot over there, but it's also their wet season. So things should look nice, at least. Waterfalls should be flowing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then after that, I'm hoping to get to Tassie and tick Walls of Jerusalem off the bucket list. And then the rest of the year, we'll be back here. And hopefully Mark and I will get out to do the Stirling Ridge again later in the year. And I really, really want to get back out to Fitzgerald River. I've, I've been missing it. We didn't get to do it in 2017. So here's hoping that 2018 is the year that we get to go out and do the other overnight hike in the park. I'm guessing episode seven uh, didn't make it any better, you missing Fitzgerald River <laughs> National Park. No, it didn't. I just think about it a lot. It's one of those parks that I think as far as Western Australia goes, no, as far as Australia goes, it's, I think, one of the best you know, there's certain parks that you just love and want to just keep coming back to, like, say, the Stirling Range. Mm. And to me, I think Fitzgerald's as good as that in its own way. So hopefully we'll get out to do that. And then I'm not sure. The rest of the year is a bit of a question mark, but that's the aim for the year. Maybe you can start organizing group hikes. We'll do a one-year-on, one-year-off <laughs> arrangement. <laughs> I, I don't know if... Um, if I have the patience to deal with some of the more bureaucratic issues that yeah. come up with it. I've, I've thought about maybe doing it, but then I've also gone, ah, it seems too hard. Yeah, it's very hard now. So anyone looking forward to Life of Pi group events in 2018, I'm sorry to say that they're probably not going to happen at this point um, because the Department of Parks and Wildlife is cracking down on basically the risk involved with a whole lot of people organizing hikes without qualifications or insurance or public liability. So, I mean, I may look into it. I have a contact at the department that is very helpful and kind of wants to see them continue. So we'll we'll see what happens. But I'm going to be busy in 2018 as well with my own personal hiking. So may happen, may not. We'll see. Because you have quite a big mission for next year. Yeah. Or, or this year, I should this say. This year. <laughs> um, so yeah, this is about the time when I get really bored at work because I'm not doing any blog posts or, you know, kind of leading into Christmas, we'd have a quiet time at work. So I start creating my hiking calendar for the next year. So for 2018, I've penciled in a, the finish to my sectional end-to-end. And you were the big inspiration for getting it done, reading all your posts, seeing all your photos made me want to say, yep, I'll mark that off at some point. Even with all the burnt jarrah. Well, that's why I'm doing the burnt jarrah first. <laughs> very smart, very smart. <laughs> so, yeah, the bits before bailing up um, are going to be done before July just to get them out of the way and then I'll finish with the, one of the nicer sections that you recommended with Walpole to Denmark. Mm. Yes, thoroughly yeah. recommend. My my favourite. Yeah, so I'll get that hopefully finished in spring and I've left out weekends because the girlfriend kind of... I hope you're going to be leaving like weekends for us to do stuff so one maybe two trips a a month and then i'll have a couple of weekends just to spend at home and not do much but you did mention esperance we kind of planned we didn't really plan (laughs) this is the way it's worked out is i was going to do tasmania in march around easter and then do esperance later in the year turns out you're going to be doing 
Tasmania early in the year and then yeah. Esperance later. Um, so yeah, I'm going to well, planning a trip to Esperance around Easter just because Tasmania was already booked out and the hike that we were going to do. You can look at my photos and be jealous. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mark. And pine, pine for your Fitzgerald River yeah. experience. I'm still hoping to get out there and I think you're still hoping to get out to Tassie next year as well, aren't you? Yeah, so plans were, were put afoot today to get out there in middle October to do the three capes walk. So hopefully get that done because it does book out quite quickly. Yeah. And then I may or may not spend some time in Victoria and other parts of Tasmania so you can point me in the right direction and tell me which ones are are great. There was a hike in Victoria that I mentioned to you to maybe look at doing. And did you see the news? Yes, I saw the news. (laughs) Yeah, that was in in Werribee Gorge. A a hiker died in in the gorge and that was one of the the hikes that I suggested to Mark that he really should do while he's over there. I hope you enjoy doing the podcast. Kara <laughs> no, sent that to me and I was like, this is the one Donovan recommended. <laughs> Apparently it's it's not that dangerous, but something must have gone wrong. Yeah. And I guess it's an important reminder that even on a track that may seem safe, that you still have to be careful. Mm. Well, it's like the the Red Hill Quarry in Perth. Like, you know, you know you're not meant to go there, but people still do and thinking, oh, yeah, it's fine, I'm safe. And then a guy died there the other night, mm. which happens, what, once or twice a year now? And at least in the last couple of years, a lot of people have died there. Yeah. Same with the, the waterfall at Serpentine. National mm. Park, Serpentine Falls. Yeah. Yeah, people do silly things and end up getting injured or worse there. <laughs> Not the best way to finish a podcast. <laughs> and on that macabre note. Yeah. <laughs> so we are going to attempt to keep the podcast going while I'm away. I'm going to be getting some portable gear to record while I'm over there. And, you know, we'll try to work remotely from the two locations. Depending on how that goes, we'll see how frequent we are. We're hoping to keep it the same frequency of, of every fortnight, but if not, it might be every three, mm. as long as we can get the technical side of things going. Because I think suddenly the, there's, a, there's a willingness to keep going, but yeah. the difficulty will be how we, we work that. But I'm hoping that we can make use of the opportunity and maybe I can try to interview some people in Queensland and Mark can maybe interview some people here and we can still work it so that we're, we're both involved in all the episodes. Yeah, I'm getting a, a crash course in how to work Donovan's immense recording room <laughs> today. So hopefully it all goes well and we can continue because, yeah, we've been getting great feedback and obviously people are enjoying it. So we want to want to keep continuing to do it. Yeah, because we do. We, we love it. and you know. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And I think that it's great getting feedback from people you know, who are listening. And I think that we've, in the last few pods, we've had a big jump in listenership yep. so it's it certainly is, is heartening to know that people are enjoying what we're doing yeah it's a good good way to catch up because i mean with our busy schedules we don't normally get to see each other that much so the podcast has been a good way to spend a tuesday evening yeah for sure drinking wine and you know talking about hiking exactly so i hope everyone has a great 2018 i know there's lots on the cards for a lot of people stay safe out there and adhere to our tips for summer hiking Thank you for listening, and we'll hopefully be back in two weeks, but maybe three. (laughs) We'll see. Yeah.